Hello and welcome to the Xbox World Strongcast for the uh, third day of E3. So it's not really a third day of E3, it's our third podcast. It's um, actually been Matt's first day. It's midnight over there, it's the morning over here. Matt, how's the first day go? Oh, I'm so tired, Mike. Oh, I can't believe it. It started at 12. It felt like it started at 12 yesterday. Um, no, it's cool. It's it's really good fun. I'll tell you what, I am surprised. It's a lot calmer than it was at Gamescom when I went to Gamescom. I mean, I guess you don't have all the all the public milling around chewing up space. But Oh, those douchebags. Yeah, <laughs> but hello, public. Listen to the podcast, by the way. But when I went to the Microsoft booth, it was quite easy just to stroll up and play on like the one demo pod that had Rock of Ages on. Really? Or the one, yeah, or the one demo pod. I mean, there were people playing from dust, but there were two demo pods playing Bastion in it, and at any one time, one of them was free. So it's pretty decent in terms of getting around and just getting hands-on on stuff. Um, obviously, people are attracted to the flashier things, so the big uh, Forza 4, force feedback, wheel, seat. Oh, they brought that with them. They actually dropping. normally have that at their studio. Yeah. When I visited uh, Turn 10 a couple of years ago, they had that thing they, they dismantled it and then rebuilt it inside their building they've obviously had to take it apart again and move it back out it's an amazing thing but man alive it, 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 it kind of hammers time just how hard it is to drive those things at that speed oh absolutely so so they're a big accused for stuff like that brilliantly after the after the show and it's the the show floor stopped at, it closed at six um and i'll tell you very quickly in a moment about what i saw but after that I had uh, I had an hour chat with Jonathan Blow, of course, the guy who made Braid, which was uh, which was fantastic, and you'll be reading that in a in a future issue. Uh, and then Microsoft very kindly had their booth open for another hour and a yeah, bit. Yeah, they usually so they did that last year as well. Yeah, so I managed to go back and then play a few more things, such as uh, Connect Star Wars. Okay. Um, you know, which is another one that where people were queuing for it, understandably. Uh, and yeah, just try a couple more things. Try. So, uh, tell us what you thought of the games you played on Microsoft's booth. I mean, I think that's uh, that's what people are most excited about. What did you get hands on with? I know um, uh, Halo C isn't uh, hands on on the show floor. I hear, I hear they're playing it in front of you guys, but um, and presumably you played some of the big E3 games. What was good? Mm, you presume wrong. Oh, okay. No, no. So, um, um, so I've got another hour in the Microsoft booth tomorrow. In fact, that was supposed to be my only hour tomorrow. So um, no, I just got a few things in early. Or so early are you saying you didn't play such big games as Once Upon a Monster and Connect Disneyland? <sighs> I can't say that I did, Mike. I I, I am sorry, fella. Uh, Connect Star Wars was it was responsive. I'll give it that. Like it was kind of cool. I mean, it was it was everything you saw in the uh, presentation. I played a tutorial level beyond that level in the in you know in the keynote in the conference, uh, and. I don't know. I don't really think I can add anything beyond what you saw people play because it was precisely as it looked. Um, it's so you're talking cool on how... rails. You're talking flapping your arm at the screen. You're talking swinging a lightsaber. Yeah, I mean there's a variety of inputs. Like you lean left and right to roll left and right. You you uh, jump to hop over uh, over an enemy and attack them from behind. You kind of lean forward to do that. You know that far dash your left hand you can sh- you can shoot fireball well, not fireballs like force balls i guess they are oh, force uh, balls. <laughs> uh, was there any indication at all of um of the, the new precise connect tracking uh no in fact uh when i was playing it i asked the guy whether or not they take advantage of that and not really it's uh there's certainly no there, there's no uh finger tracking or anything uh not for star wars connect okay well i guess it's not like the jedi are known for their their, their fingers. That's, that's more of an ET joint, right? 
Oh, <laughs> weak joke. So, um, what else did you see? I mean, you had, I guess, six hours on the show floor today because Nintendo's conference begins in the morning over there. Yeah. Then you have, uh, you know, everyone's going to get the morning free unless they're going to that conference. And then the show starts at midday on the first day. It starts at nine tomorrow, right? Yeah, uh, 10 tomorrow, then 9 on Thursday. So the show starts started at midday today, but it was a good half hour before anyone made it in because of the bloody queues getting out the escalator. Yeah. So I was, I was slightly late. My first couple of hours with, was with EA. Uh, as it happened, because I had less time, I had to, to put Battlefield back to tomorrow, so I can't talk about Battlefield. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I saw and became, I think, one of the... One of the if, in fact, not the first person in the world to play SSX. And that was hot. That was really cool. Um, both button controls for tricks and like a right stick. It, it sounds like you'd think if it's got right stick controls, it's like skate, but it's not. It's like if you press the right stick left in the middle, then the rider will use the left hand to grab the board in the middle. Right. If you press the left stick in the middle twice, press, sorry, the left Try that again. Press the right, right stick, stick, left twice. Yeah. They'll grab the left middle of the ball with both hands. So you've got this like double uh, stick movement where each one is a hand and you assign it to a position on the ball. Mm-hmm. And it kind of works. It kind of works well. Uh, I was quite impressed with it. Uh, it feels it's, it's great to play. It feels just like the old SSX games. What I will say is that the deadly descents bit, uh, something that um, that Todd Batty, I think his name is, creative director described it as the game's boss battles i was a little bit disappointed with them basically uh you're riding into the screen and you're riding down a mountain and as you ride down like projected on the mountain it's like the the height and the the challenge is to get to the bottom of the mountain before the avalanche catches you and you go down it says like 1000 meters 900 meters 800 meters it just felt like a very very zoomed out crash bandicoot and it i know it felt a bit mm, just a bit rough okay otherwise the rest of the game is as fans would would want it to be well you sent me an email before this uh this uh, we started skyping here and you mentioned one game which didn't impress you need for speed the run i thought it was terrible um it was i didn't see the ea conference i was doing other things yesterday uh-huh. but i heard many bad things i, I it, I it was it was poison i mean it was the it was the game which ea showed and essentially they killed if from, from the online reaction it was as if they had killed the game just with that one conference, it's what it needs. I was saying to uh, the guys in the office now, what that game needs desperately is to let people have hands on, so people can come away with good feedback and say, look, it's not all this bullshit rough on foot running and you know QT fighting. Well, Except no, apparently it is, right? No, is it's not that. I mean, oh. I so to tell our listeners, I sent you an email just saying what I played, what I saw, what I thought, based very briefly, good, bad, indifferent. Um, Need for Speed, the run I played it, uh, and it wasn't the on foot stuff because i didn't actually play any on foot bits I, I i just played driving and then at the end i uh there's a scripted crash and you have to unbuckle your seatbelt and, and smash out the window and climb out before is that a qt to get out of the uh the car it is yeah yeah, yeah. um the the driving was really slow like ridiculously slow the handling was heavy uh the collision was all over the place but there were it wasn't like there were a lot of cars on the road it was pretty empty roads there were crap bits with helicopter just pounding you with machine gun fire i just thought it was bad from start to finish i'm i thought oh ea black box great studio you know they've made some good games Uh, obviously they're the guys behind skate um but i just 
I'm just not hyped at all for this. After Criterion's brilliant Need for Speed, in fact, the best Need for Speed of all, we're going into the run, which, you know, on paper sounded pretty cool. Yeah. When we heard about it a few months ago. But um, no, I, I, my interest is zero. Wow, that's... I'm, I'm um, completely cold on it. They, and they, I, they, they've prepared. killed the game in just one day. So, um, so I wasn't impressed with that. I was impressed with Mass Effect 3, obviously. Um, that was hands-off, sadly. But we did see a couple of a couple of uh, levels, including like the opening bit in London. Uh, not in London, but it was on Earth. Uh, or part of the opening on Earth. Uh, very... Lots of high production values, as you as you'd imagine from uh, from Bioware. Not doing anything especially amazing. It's just more of the same, but just with refinement after refinement uh-huh. to make it the best Mass Effect yet. Um, and at the end of it, everyone clapped, which you didn't actually get in any other showing, which perhaps just highlighted how impressive. Well, I've it seen was. photos of their um, booth, right? I mean, it's absolutely covered in rosettes. It's covered in best of E3 rosettes. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, and understandably so. It really is. Um, what else did I see today? I I, I played um, Ninja Gaiden three. And ah, then the you played producer. it. I played it. I uh, played it quite a bit. It's uh, starts off in London. Okay. You start off. You start off uh, on perched high on uh, Big Ben or or whatever. The, what's the tower with Big Ben in it? If I'm going to be a pedant about this. I don't know. You know it's, what it's, I mean. it's not good radio. Let's keep rolling. No. <laughs> so you start off there. You, you dive down, kind of like you, you did in uh, Ninja Blade. Yeah. But unlike yeah. From, Som- From Software's Ninja Blade, this is actually quite a good game. Uh, and before you land on the floor, you take out your katana and skewer somebody and then flip them over. And so I hear one of the big them. gimmick is that you'll really feel like you're slicing through people. How does that work? Oh, and you, you absolutely do. There are so many, like camera cuts when you're fighting i mean to be honest it was pretty it's pretty simple um it feels like it's more accessible when i asked the guys about it being accessible i mean they said it was it was very much for the still the hardcore ninja gaiden fan but uh, it felt like most people could pick up and play and feel like they were doing well you know in soul Calibur, you can press a few buttons and flashy stuff happens yeah. and you feel like succeeding similar to that um it takes a couple of button presses and then Depending on if you hit someone when they're like stunned in the right way, then uh, the camera zooms in and you'll press X, which is the light, which is the quick attack, which is what you'll be pressing anyway, uh, and that like basically carves them in half. Right. Um, uh, and yeah, it was it was really quite satisfying to run through and cut people up and see blood going everywhere, and it just felt really good. There were lots of sliding under. Um, giant robot tanks and lorries charging at you and stuff last minute ducking under so you didn't get squished and it just felt really fun um yeah so I, it was it was one i wasn't sure going into i mean ninja garden 2 was really good it wasn't a patch on the first one mm-hmm. and this is the first ninja garden without uh without Tagaki, yeah yeah so um see and, and uh, in true uh, Japanese dev fashion when it when it's all translated that was like my first question you know how they coping without Itagaki-san and a completely different answer came back yeah, uh, yeah Japanese oh, well. devs I think our listeners should know have a habit of absolutely ignoring any question you ask them and just answering what they what they want to say and also in the most like in the most general terms what you'll get is 
you ask someone, so, uh, you know, what new features have you got in this game? And they'll say, we hope you enjoy the new features we have to show in this game. You'll say, hmm, it's not, <laughs> not quite what I was asking, but it's the best it's going to get because uh, the t- I think translators are often PR people and they always reframe the question and then it goes to those guys and then it come, the answer comes back and then the PR guys once again reframe the question. We need, someone, we need to send someone yeah. Japanese over there next time, Matt. No, I know, I know. So but, um, let's talk about um, anything else you saw today, just just very quickly. Any? Did you see anything new, or uh, are you going to see tomorrow? Uh, what else did I see today? I played uh, I played Jurassic Park, and it's kind of what you expect. Well, it's a point and click cross with like Heavy Rain style, like buttons do different things. Um, other than that, I was supposed to go play Hulk Hogan's main event, but son of a bitch, Hulk Hogan himself was in there like filming stuff. So, so I you couldn't record your interviews because Hulkamania was running wild all over the booth. Well, no, I couldn't play the game because he was in there, like taking it up, doing video interviews. I did actually meet him, like you literally just him out. passing. You should have just, <laughs> yeah. just banged on the door and been like, "Yo, Hogan." That would have gone down really well. Yeah, you, you, Terence. Terence you, you would have been terrified. And then, and then, you know, I mean, he's what? He's six foot seven, right? I mean, he's he's. And completely orange. He's a big bloke. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, I mean, I did see a few other things, but it'll take a while to, to reel through them. In fact, very quickly, uh, what I would say is I played Dragon's Dogma, a game that I was super hyped about. Um, no longer. Oh, okay. I'm really, yeah, it, it didn't go down too well, if I'm honest. Like, I played both demo levels, the bit with the griffin that you've seen online. Uh, when you grab hold of that, you're just glitching all over the place, and oh. it's, it's all a bit messy. It's nothing at all like Shadow of the Colossus. Um, That's very disappointing so, to hear because it has looked quite impressive until now. Yeah, I, was, I, I, I'm a, I mean, it's not without hope. Like the the kind of more dungeon crawly bits, there are elements of Demon Souls sort of in there, but minimal. Uh-huh. So uh, we'll see how that one evolves. Well, let's just yeah. uh, very briefly talk about the elephant in the room. I know you've got to go because it's very late for you. Um, let's just talk about the elephant in the room. That is, of course, Nintendo's conference. They showed the mm-hmm. uh, the Wii U. We'll talk about this more later in the week. But let's just uh, let's just mention let's just talk about it now. What's the buzz on the show floor about the Wii U? Well, I I was I was streaming it from here in the hotel and I was losing my mind. I was like, whoa! It only does everything. It's only got everything it's in it. It's only the biggest, ugliest handheld of all time. Oh, but yeah, but yeah. Matt Castle's giving you two figures. Matt, come. Do you want to come and just add? Because you were there. So we Matt have. Um, let me just introduce this. This is a regular Xbox World contributor, Matt Castle. He's um, currently Matthew Pellet's roommate in Los Angeles. He is uh, a contributor to us, but of course, when he's not contributing to Xbox World, he is he is the man. He's the voice of Nintendo over on uh, Endgamer. Hi. Hello. Brilliant. Hello. We've got a good Hello. intro. Right. Thank you. Oh, welcome. <laughs> How are you? Um, I'm okay. I've had a very hectic day of, of uh, you know, running around and, and uh, trying to play all the all the Wii U demos. Uh-huh. And uh, so you were at Nintendo's conference, right? Yes, yes. And it was it was a a terrible introduction to what is a very nice piece of kit. Right. Well, we didn't understand um, what it was. When it was over, we were sitting there <laughs> saying, well, what is it? Is it a handheld? Is it a is it a, a really powerful handheld you're just going to have to keep plugged in the whole time? Or is it... But it turns out it's actually a little separate hub that sits underneath your TV, right? With this controller. Yeah, well, yeah. I, 
what what they haven't properly announced is the actual console, which is which looks like a Wii, and we, we don't know how powerful it is. Um, but and this is just the controller. This is this is, you know, literally what they showed on stage was the controller yeah. for the console. They haven't really announced. Um, yeah, so it's. Um, what, what do you want to know about it? Uh, I guess I mean you've you've played a bunch of stuff. Uh, yeah. What's the, what is the sort of buzz on the floor? Because to explain to our listeners who haven't maybe heard, it's um, we can guarantee it's pretty much as powerful as an Xbox 360 because it's handling a lot of big ports. When this game comes mm. out in late 2012, it's going to have ports of Darksiders 2, ports of Arkham Asylum, even Aliens Colonial Marines. These are big games that, it could, that Nintendo's new machine can easily handle. But on the show floor today, they're just showing a lot of uh, a lot of just tech demos, essentially, just to show what the tech can do. So what can the yeah. tech do? Well, it does, uh, it does a series of things. One, the, the ability to uh, take, take the game from the television screen to, to the screen, you know, on, on the controller. And it's a great screen. It's really crisp. It looks really nice. Colors are really sharp. It looks like a, you know, a really, really super nice HD, big, big portable. Now, can I ask, is the screen um, um, like a, a soft touch screen like uh, the 3DS or a hard touch screen like an iPhone, say? Um, it's it's more like a it's more like a 3ds screen. It doesn't it's not it doesn't a have touch a screen, is it? it uh, no, I don't. No, it's not. It doesn't have. It doesn't. Well, actually, I'm not sure to, of of that. But it doesn't have. Um, it doesn't have like the glassy finish. Right. Because what we've had confirmed is it's not multi-touch. The machine won't come with a hard drive. It's going to have flash storage, and it will output at 1080p. Whether it'll output games at 1080p, we don't know. But it'll absolutely much like the 360 output if it needs to at 1080p via HDMI. Other than that, the stats, the actual specs of this machine, they're all up in the air. We don't know what we're getting. Yeah, it's crazy. And what I do know is that I saw a very, very lovely Zelda HD tech demo. And we, you press a button and the tech demo starts playing on the pad. It's streaming instantly. Um, it, looks, it looked really, really nice, really tight. Um, likewise, and they, would, they had a, a new Super Mario Brothers demo, which obviously, you know, that, isn't asked, that doesn't require a lot of power to kind of put out. It's a very simple looking game. But like it was playing on the TV and the and the controller at the same time. There was like no lag, and it, it looked really fun. Like the idea of kind of just cutting between them. Like I love the I, I, you know, the idea of kind of taking the you know as Ken Ken Levine said in in the uh, presentation video. You know the idea of like oh I'm tired I'm going to go to bed. I think I'll take my game with me to bed. Yeah. And just sort of moving it onto the controller. Or if you're being a little bit more crass, of course, to the bathroom. This is uh, this is in many yeah, ways yeah. like you know, the the machine that a lot of people have been waiting for. It's the machine where you can sit at home. For a certain pers- type of person, this is literally you know, the dream. You're sitting at home, your wife or girlfriend comes home and says, you know, I want to watch the TV now. Well, you can continue exactly where you left off if you're not lucky enough to have uh, a separate room just for gaming. Well, now you can share the mm. TV, you can play on the big screen, and at any time just swap it onto the controller and go and go and do your business. Go, you go to some bathroom business. Go sit in the bed. Go uh, wander around exactly. the house. Go wherever you want, and still keep playing. And it's all still being streamed straight from that hub. Yeah, and basically, I'm, what what I'm really happy about is that even though they haven't announced the specs, you know, you have a basic idea that it, it's going to be competent in the kind of the current scene. Yes. You know, it's going to it's going to do what the other machines do, but it also will do the kind of kooky Nintendo stuff on top of that, but without alienating. You know, it will. It'll be able to do your CODs, which the Wii wasn't, and it'll be able to do its zany nonsense. So it's kind of the best of both worlds for okay. a Nintendo fan. And if that's your cup of tea, I mean, there was one demo I really loved where you had the, 
you had like a pirate you had one game where it was like going on the screen with this kind of pirate ship and then you you were in like your own you were on like your own pirate ship on the controller and the idea at one point you sort of charged up this sort of uh, you did this like rhythmic kind of dance with the pad to kind of build up a big laser projector it didn't make much sense <laughs> just like those somalian pirates but now. then you you then you used the you then aimed the the controller at the tv at the pirate ship and you pushed you push towards the TV, and the projectile went from the, the controller to the TV screen okay. and shot it. And it just felt like your screen was impacting on that screen. It was this like mad kind of blurring of one and the next. It was it, it kooky, but it was it was it was definitely cool. Well, um, not to be in. I mean, obviously, this is uh, one of the big talks of the show floor. How has it gone down with the public at the show? Um, yeah, I mean, people people seem people seem to be digging it. And the the, the problem is like to get the full kind of each demo only shows like a little kind of part of the functionality so to kind of get the full brunt of it you need to be able to get onto like eight individual demo pods yeah which is obviously proving pretty difficult in what is a pretty packed e3 of course um, yeah, i thought it was I'm, funny that the biggest thing that got the cheer at the, the biggest cheer at the conference came for batman arkham city yeah yeah um i think it was just like in, exactly the confirmation that it can run games people know and love already was more important that, to nintendo than the kooky stuff even yeah, I, apparently there's apparently there's one there's one big announcement coming coming tomorrow evening um, with a Nintendo hosting a mystery third party uh, at, a at a developer roundtable, which is something they've never done before. You know, right. normally the developer roundtable is Nintendo only, but they've got like one sort of partner who's cooking up something special. Are we thinking um, maybe a West, big Western game, developer or a big uh, Japanese developer? Uh, um, apparently Western is the word. I, there was there was something going around that it was going to be something to do with Epic because apparently Epic oh, uh, course, did the, yeah. the, the the tech demo that they showed with the bird was a, was apparently an unreal thing. Um, so they wondered if it was something to do with Epic. Other word is that it's Ubisoft. They're going to be showing some new Assassin's Creed type thing. Well, they say they're doing um, an exclusive FPS for the uh, for the the Wii U. When will they learn? Yeah. When will they learn? So we'll. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's kind of uh, you know it's kind of exciting. And the interesting thing, you know, that that I think that machine is is going to only make kind of more sense over the months. You know, it, yeah. it's it's a really messy announcement. I'll I'll, I'll give Nintendo that. I mean, it was hilarious. After, just after the conference, Iwata posted a picture of him with the controller and the console, going, "Yeah, just just in case you didn't get it, this is the controller. This is the console." Uh, like, it, it definitely needed to be said on stage. It definitely. You had to use a tweet to like fix your entire conference. How could, how could they let that slip by? And the funniest was like, thing was for me, I was watching this, and they never brought the controller out on stage once. It was like they, no, they never showed anyone holding the thing. It was such a strange way to present this new device. It's because Iwata's quite a small man, and it's quite a big thing. Is I think, think that's what it is. They should put it in the hands of Reggie. It would yeah. look like the size of a matchbox. Everyone would have gone like, wow, it's the size of an iPhone. That's really nice. But actually, it's just that Reggie's the size of a freaking dryad. You know, <laughs> well, I don't know why I said dryad. What is that word? Let's just say fridge. That's uh, Everyone knows that. Fridge. So, so I'm a bit frazzled, Mike. Uh, too, no doubt. So I'm sure really you both are. So I'm going to let you guys get off very quickly. But can I ask, do you, think, um, do you think the machine's coming out soon enough? Do you think late 2012 will be early enough? Because what, what I was predicting yesterday was... Uh, Essentially, they, the Nintendo are going to have like probably nine months of this machine being the most powerful machine on the market. It's going to get a lot of ports. It's going to be port heaven. You're going to see all the big games that were big on Xbox, big on PS3, all coming to this machine. But then mm. late 2013, which is when we're expecting new hardware to drop, 
that's like that, 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 that hardware on which from Nintendo and Sony uh, from sorry Microsoft and Sony will be so much more powerful because that's how they roll. Mm. Nintendo have released a, a nice compact device, very small, very elegant. Microsoft won't do that. They will release a device that's the size of a moon and is obscenely powerful. And at that point, the ports could dry up. Yeah. I, well, I, I, I'm just wondering. I don't think it will happen, but is, is there any chance they can release the controller before the new console? No. The, it, the it, controller it, and console it, are one and the same. Okay. Um, well, the funny thing but, was, when we were watching you know, the conference probably, yesterday, probably... we were actually did think it was just a peripheral for the Wii that was that poorly presented. Yeah. You're you're um you're probably right, Mike. But uh, as a as a you know long-serving Nintendo writer, I will take nine months of HD loveliness <laughs> over five years. So no no, no more no more phoning up THQ and getting them to send you a copy of SpongeBob Square Pants or, or, or yeah, you're like oh please let me review your blurry port of Rio. <laughs> hey, you thanks know. very much, oh, Matt Castle. Oh, that's all right. Bye. Thank you. Dang, get star. Thank <laughs> you. Yes. Hello. So, uh, you're going to be on the show floor again tomorrow morning. I'll let you get to bed right now. But what are you seeing tomorrow? <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't have my plan to hand. What, what am I? Sh- what am I seeing? Uh, I'm seeing. I know I've got Dead Island at one point. I'm seeing Sega stuff. Uh, I've got some Sega appointments booked. I might be in for Bethesda. Um, but as I'm over here with John T from OSM and we're kind of covering things together, that may or may not happen. Mm-hmm. Got a Final Fantasy interview. Um, see, <laughs> seeing Serious Sam 3 is a, is a kooky, crazy one. Um, I'm, I'm seeing Konami, chatting to the guys who make Silent Hill. Uh, I think there's something else pretty big. Um, but I won't say just in case it's not tomorrow and it's Thursday. Okie dokie. Well, we'll speak to you tomorrow. Yep. Uh, it's actually been a bit longer than we expected today. But I'm going to let you guys get off to sleep. You have a good kip. And to our listeners, hope you enjoyed it. Once again, apologies for any technical problems. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel. Bye-bye. Bye.